Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It Beans. Whatever you are, I hope you're well. Um, I'm feeling refreshed, recharged after a good weekend away with the family. Um, and I'm excited, very, very excited for the next six to eight weeks, really. Um, we have eight members of the team competing, and that all kicks off. As of this Saturday, um, on the Friday, I'm actually travelling down to the show with my client, um, which is going to be his first ever show. And then we're travelling that night two hours north uh, to go and watch my other client compete on the on the Sunday. Um, the week after that, or six days after that, I'll then be flying down to Maidenhead uh, to the JT Grand Prix where I've got three bikini girls um, and every one, of my, every one of my clients is just looking and saying, so yeah, it's an exciting period. Um, and that's just the start of, you know, every other weekend from really here on out till the end of October, someone is competing each weekend or two or three of them. One weekend, I've got five, so uh, I'll be at that show. And this sort of kind of led me on um, to the, the idea of today's podcast, which was just carb loading into shows, really, or shoots, because um, that needs to be done as well. Uh, and really to discuss the differences between how you can do it, um, the the strategies I've used for different clients and, and why I've used them. Um, I'll maybe also go into like what I used to do years ago versus now and um, a few other things in between. I'll give some examples of that as well. So years ago, um, I would solely go off of what I learned from getting coached at the time was carb load over two days, uh, immediately, you know, uh, two days prior to the show or shoot, carb load over both days, um, and then that that was it. So that's kind of what I'd done um, with with a lot of the guys I worked with at the time. And we had pretty good success doing that, but that was the only way that I knew you could do things. And of course, the, the game has changed since then, and how I do things is a bit differently. Um, you could also add in the argument of do... You know, there's this big argument of do bikini girls uh, need to be carb loaded? I think the answer is it depends, which is uh, really, really shite for me to say because you're maybe looking for a definitive answer. But it does depend. The thing is, remember that those bikini girls have muscle um, and that muscle needs to be filled with glycogen. So it depends on kind of what you're doing with your bikini girls um, leading up to the show, really. But before we get into that, let's just discuss, well, like, why do we carb load? Because there's someone out there that's just into bodybuilding or doesn't know much, that's kind of like, well, what does that mean and what? why would you do it? So we have intramuscular levels of glycogen. Um, I actually did a podcast, Flat versus Full, last year. That This will link in with this really, really well. Um, there's an article on the website if you want to check that, videophysique.com, just type Flat versus Full in the search bar and it'll come up. But we have uh, these intramuscular stores of glycogen. Now, as we diet to extremes, we pull these, um, pull that intramuscular glycogen out because the body's using it for fuel. So what you find is, as you pull that out, the muscle belly, we'll say, the the, the, the the meaty part of the muscle, it doesn't have as much of a pop to it. It'll also lose a bit of detail. So if you see on Instagram, you'll see me talking about like, oh, Ryan's legs looking flat, or you know, or Ian's another one looking flat or whatever it is. Um, I'm referring to the fact that their muscle bellies look like they're sucked down 
a little bit. So that's what that's referencing to. Now, of course, when you're in front of a camera or you're on, on the stage, um, you don't want that. You want the muscle bellies to look like they pop, they look bigger. So they want them to have that little bit of fullness. So this is, again, what people refer to as full. If I say someone, he's bursting full, I'm like, his muscle glycogen stores everywhere are, you know, they're they're peaking. They're, they're completely full. He doesn't need any more to it doesn't need any more to, to get fuller. Um, and that's the difference between flat versus full in, in a sentence or a couple of sentences. So that's kind of what we're aiming to do. We we kind of run someone flat, um, particularly like bigger bodybuilders that have more muscle mass, they run them flat. Um, even physique guys as well though, we run them flat and then we carb load them up going to the show. But then you have to consider about drying them out as well. Something that back in the day I never used to to consider. So how do you go about um, carb loading? Do you just select a, a random number um, from the sky? Say, right, cool, this is what we're doing. Well, the answer is no. Um, this is very much going to need to be a trial and error process in the weeks before the stage. Now, how, if you've heard me talk about high days before, and you, you will have done, because I spoke about high days on prep before, um, this is what's going to give you a rough indication of how much carb someone needs to get full, um, and then w- what does that food do to them? Do you know? Are they are they spilling over? I suppose if you're not sure what that means, that's just when there's too much went in, the muscle bellies look full, but what's happened is the conditioning is faded a bit. We look a bit softer. That's what's referring to as spilled, spilled over. That just means there's too much carbs going in. So as you're pulling someone down and you're getting the, getting them leaner, you'll find that their ability to handle more carbohydrates will go up. Not only that, you'll need a bit more fats in the system as well. You have intramuscular triglycerides, but fats will help slow the absorption of carbs. So as you're carb loading someone, you're going to find that their baseline dietary fats are going to be ramped up as well. So let's say, for example, you have someone, um, let's say, eight weeks out and you've, you've, you've run a high day or two. Usually, particularly with the more muscled guys, uh, fuck, I mean, even even the men's physique guys, the smaller guys, but let's be real here, men's physique guys are getting bigger and bigger each year. You are probably going to do this more over two days, and it's a little bit of a dietary break, it drops fatigue, blah, 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 you know all about it, um, and it helps you dig a bit more. Now, where that where that carb loader, where those high days will be eight weeks out, will be probably a little bit different from um, where it is uh, six weeks out, four weeks out, two weeks out, because someone is getting leaner. So you can then you then get more of a, a better indication of how flat someone really is. So let's I'll go and give you an example of that. I have men's physique guy, first timer, he won his first timer show this year, um, his name's Ian. Ian, big shout out to you if you're listening, pleasure to work with you man, can't wait to see what you do this Sunday. Um, but we started off running his high days as little as 450 carb, and it was like, his baseline at the time I think was, was it 250 carb a day, and we went 450, 450. We quickly found after doing that once, that wasn't enough. How did I judge that? He didn't look like he'd gained much fullness. Scale weight hadn't really went up as much as we would expect it to. Um, so next time we loaded, which was about 10, 12 days later, um, that, and that's what happened with Ian for so long. It was like, right, every 12 days, he just needs, needs a feed, needs needs to, to top up before digging again. Um, 
So what we did is we went 500. Went two days at 500, noted the response. So right, okay, that was fine, that was okay. Um, couple weeks later, we go again, but he's leaner and he's visually flatter. So I'm like, right, 550, 550. See what that does. Similar sort of thing as we've seen before. Next time around, right, 600 one day, 500 the next. I thought, right, and from that, we were kind of determined, like, well, right, well, this is this is almost kind of what you need. This is this looks very, very good. Um, and I think w- what we've done uh, for the shows, uh, the first one off the top of my head was 650, the first day of loading, 450 the second day of loading, and then 325 or 275, one of the two on the third day. Um, and then we did it a bit differently. Uh, the two weeks after that, we went 650, 500. That was it. First show, it was 650, 450, 325. Second show, 650, 500, 275. Um, so that's, you know, that's me talking about doing over three days, right? You think, Vaughn, wait a minute, you've just been speaking about two. I'm going to get into that. Um, but it just shows you the difference. You know, we started doing those high days at 450, and ended up saying, right, 650 and a day at 500 by the time it's the second show. Uh, so that could see you know, the trial and error in the lead up, but remember, as they're getting leaner, they, they're going to need more. Um, that was me giving you an example of a guy, um, a physique guy. You're probably thinking, well, Vaughn, what about females? So I, with my with my females, and the, the ones that are competing will probably be listening to this, I, I might do things differently with them. And I did this with uh, Molly last year when I used to used to work with Molly. Um, I reversed it out going into the show. So by the time we got to show, she hadn't done any cardio for about two weeks. So it had been really minimal. You know, it switched from three weeks out to like less, and then it switched to like the cross trainer or the walking incline, and strategically upped her food. So she was holding weight, you know, for about ten days post show. So. She looked good, she looked great, she wasn't flat, so I was like, there's zero need to carb load you. You just go on as you are and you'll fucking do well and she ended up winning everything, which was great. Um, have a bikini girl, um, Karina, competed a few months ago and we, because of the high days I did run with her, I knew that if I loaded her one day, she would gain that fullness she needed. And then the next day we went back to baseline diet She'd hold that fullness, then we could compete, and uh, the look was was spot on. So she didn't need near as much, as you say. You know, Ian had did the example you've just um, see, just heard about, but it did. It, I did put her food up. Now, I have a couple, three bikini girls as of next week, and what I'll do with each of them is probably going to be a bit different. Um, and it should show you that one size approach doesn't fit all, um, and it's got to be dependent upon the individual. So. To give you an example of what you could or couldn't do, um, you have some options. You really, really do. And it depends on what you're doing. If the client is natural, they're assisted. If you're using natural diuretics, if you're manipulating sodium, if you're using sort of stronger diuretics, um, like Dazite, this will this will really be dependent upon what you'll do. So. One of the one of the way one of the ways I like to do it with um, a lot of the naturals that I work with, um, and I would say and like the men's physique guys and the bikini girls, um, 
even the natural bodybuilders, this this works as this works perfect as well. I like to load them. So let's say the show's on the Sunday, and it was a guy. I'm going to load him the Thursday, Friday, and on the Saturday I'm going to have more of a moderate day. Now the reason I'm going to do that is because I'm getting muscle glycogen stores full as a house the Thursday, Friday. So on the Saturday, all all I know I need to do is maintain that muscular fullness. So enough food to maintain that. But I'm going to put his protein up because I've dropped it when I'm carb loading him to reduce stress on the GI. Um, I'm going to put his protein up to stimulate diuresis a bit more. Diuresis is a fancy word for um, excreting water out of the body. But at the same time, I've kept his sodium the same over the Thursday, Friday. You'll know all about sodium if haven't listened to the sodium podcast. Kept it the same Thursday, Friday. Saturday, I make a small manipulation to that. I also make a manipulation to water intake. And then that's the day we, we dry out. That's the day we're trying to pull all the subcutaneous fluid away. Subcutaneous just for water under the skin. That's kind of sitting on top of the muscle, maybe blurring a bit of detail. So we've, we've, we've got full, and then now it's time to get dry. And maybe as they're getting dry, they're going to use uh, some natural diuretics. The one I used to always swear by was H2 Remove, Bionic Bottle Designs. But this year, I've kind of lent more towards Peak Max by Strong Nutrition. Uh, both are great products, and both will literally do the same thing. Uh, you know, you could even use just dandelion root and vitamin C, and I'm sure that would be absolutely fine. Uh, someone's going to jump and say, oh, you know, bikini girls, do they need to use diuretics? Uh, or they shouldn't be, or blah, blah, blah. I still do with bikini girls, and I feel it does help, and I've had a lot of success um, with bikini girls. Like, you look at our record, we've had 42 people on stage, 39 winners, 85 top threes, and there'll be more. There'll be more more winners and whatnot uh, this weekend. Um, so the methods that I've used have uh, definitely had success. So what you're looking, what what you'd probably expect to see happen overnight on that, say, Friday, sorry, on the Saturday is they wake up on the Sunday morning, still full, conditions on point, they're definitely not spilled, but they could be a little bit flat. Now that's fine. We can deal with flat because we know that the minute we introduce sodium, we put a bit of fluid and food in the system, boom, they're going to come alive. And that happened with Ian, the guy you know, the guy I've been speaking about, his first show, 6.50, 4.50, woke up after, t- he dropped weight actually, I think after the second day of loading, I was like, we need to go more today, I think we planned 2.50 and we ended up at 3.25, but then he woke up on the, the day of the show a little bit flat, but with him, I put in a certain amount of food, fluid and sodium, and boom, came alive dead vascular, dead vein, could pose well, could hold stuff well. Two hours would go by, flatten out a little bit, put the same meal in, boom. You know what I mean? So that just kept topping him up across the day. Um, I've said before, you know, across the day, he had the same salt intake that on that day that he usually has when they loaded him. Um, and that just kind of shows you the, the, the importance of that. Um, and he looked absolutely fucking ridiculous, um, which was which was awesome. Can't see him on stage this weekend. Now, there are... Other occasions um, where you might have uh, an assisted individual that is very, very muscular, um, that maybe you're using stronger uh, sort of diuretics with, and in in that instance, I would carb load them into the show. Um, so if the show's on a Saturday, they're carb loading the Friday, and sorry, the Thursday and the Friday, and then we're using the natural. Well, sorry. We're using the not so natural diuretics, uh, things like Dazide, overnight on the Friday into the show. 
maybe we're splitting the dose up, maybe we're going, you know, some putting some in the night before, the morning of, or we're maybe putting some in during the night. Again, completely depends on the individual and the situation, but you must, must, must in that instance um, load into the show because that stuff will just pull you down. It will suck you, suck you right down. Um, so going like you couldn't do. You wouldn't have that moderate day that I just spoke about for an actual client. Uh, you would have the load two days prior, and then it's just the effect it has on diuresis. It blocks sodium reuptake from um, from a certain part of uh, of the kidneys, so it, you just piss it out. So you need to keep putting sodium in. Um, so what you'll find with that is someone will go to bed probably looking a little bit watery, uh, a little bit soft. That's fine because you haven't manipulated fluids, you haven't manipulated serum, but you've fucking ramped the carbs up. So they go to bed, fills a house, maybe feel a bit watery, but then by the time they wake up, if they're lean enough, they should be dry to the bone. Uh, but that's the thing: if someone's not lean enough, it doesn't make the world a difference. Oh, sorry, that's a complete lie. It does, but not as much if someone's absolutely truly peeled. Um, it's crazy that the difference it can make. Um, so that's what you could do with a something that's very muscular. Now, you've maybe said, right Vaughn, um, what you've what you've done with, uh, you know, Bikini Girl uh, last year was great, but what if um, you did it differently and you had a Bikini Girl that was naturally a little bit flat, flatter or you run them in a bit flatter? Well, if you're running them in flatter, then you have to top up. You have to put more food in. From my end, I would always put it in two days before the show. I wouldn't put it. Um, I've upped clients' calories, um, like God, Clara's, Kate's, um, off the top of my head this year, the day before the show. But it was nothing like a carb load, you know. It was just like we're increasing their baseline calories from like let's say we'd reversed out in carbs, we're at two hundred, and we're putting up to two fifty or whatever it was, or one seven five to two two five or or whatever we went. Um, whereas what I what you could do is if you're keeping their calories lower and they run them in flatter, then two days before the show, just run a high day. Your usual high day, maybe that's anywhere between 3, 3.50, maybe more for some of the more muscular bikini girls. Run that two days before the show. If, I mean, if you know and you've worked with them and they wake up a bit softer the day after the high day, that's fine because you then have the day of drying out, manipulating water, sodium, fluid, little bit less food, more protein, etc, um, etc. Et and the same rules will apply to what's happened with the, the same natural men's physique guy. They will dry out and maybe flatten out a little bit, but they'll just remove you'll just they'll just remove that sub Q water that they are holding. And then hey presto boom, you you have the look that you are that you're that you're wanting. So when it does come to, to loading for a show, I mean that's that's my ways of doing it right there's other people out there that maybe do things a completely different way if I think back to uh, if I think back to my show in 2020 what we did was a little bit different to what we did in 2021 um, I'm sure I loaded the so the show was like a I think it was a Sunday morning and I'm sure I loaded the Wednesday and the Thursday and the Friday and the Saturday were more moderate days, but then the sat the Saturday night 
was like a burger and chips was thrown in. And that was with my coach at the time, which is Cal, and how he's done things has changed over the years. Um, we did things differently, much differently in 2021. Um, but at the time, that's just what, you know, that's what we figured out was the best look. Having trialled the high days, trialled the burger and chips, something like that, we figured like two or three days after the load was when I looked my best. Um, so that's what we went with. Um, and, it, and it worked. So I hope that, that listening to this, you've seen the differences in the amount of load that might be dependent upon the individual, uh, how individual that needs to be, but it's based upon your analysis of what's going on. So you have to constantly check. Like my clients will attest this, the ones that are quite far on in their prep are checking in three times a week, but if we're carb loading, they're ha- they have to check in the next day, right? So let's say my client checks in on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'm like, right, you need high days Friday, Saturday. They have to check in the Saturday morning. They also have to check in the Sunday morning, but then they're back to checking on the Monday. So I see like, right, this is what they look like after a day. This is what after two, this is after three. But it's because I'm constantly assessing, I'm checking, I'm getting to send me over a posing video in the morning. Some of them I'm getting them to send me a posing video post-workout. That is huge. If you are, uh, particularly for the guys classes. So... Sometimes the lightning in the morning, fucking shit. Um, you don't see much at all. You carb load a client. Um, maybe look a little, do run high days, look a little bit watery, a little bit softer. And then you go, right, this isn't great, but let's see what it looks like post-workout today. Because you know it's like that's maybe more of the, the baseline diet or the moderate day. And they send you post-workout video and you go, holy fucking shit. You know, the lightning's maybe better. But then you just see how vascular they are and what that looks like when the muscle bellies are actually full with the pump on. Because with the men's classes, they're going to be going on with a pump on of course the bikini class as well as well but just not near as much like in bikini you're not looking to be incredible you're not looking to be vascular you're not looking to be incredibly dry and hard and have a big big dirty pump on uh, but in the bodybuilding the men's guys they are so getting a, a, a rough idea of how you look after a workout post-workout once you've loaded is essential so client may be saying a post-workout video the first day after loading but it needs to be after a few meals like if they have one meal and then they train I'm like right you're flat anyway but I've got one men's physique first time I compete in three three and a half weeks and he trains at night so when I carb load him he sends me a video then at like nine at night so he's, he's all day he's had his food he just has one meal after training so it gives me a really good indication of what he looks like with that all that food and fluid in which is invaluable for us going into his going into the show in three and a half weeks which is going to be epic and I, I won't be there at his first show but I'll be there the week after at the second that's the thing what I'll try and do as a physique coach prep coach shall I say is I, tr- I do try and make my I do try and see all my athletes on stage at least once in their season now bear in mind that athletes will usually tend to do three shows each I can't be at them all and of course being based in Scotland if uh, the majority of the shows at this time of the year which they are are in England uh, I can't make every single one one, obviously a financial cost, but two, it's, it's quite difficult being away from the wee man and the family, um, my wife as well. So I try and say, right, that month I'm going to go to this show and that show. Next month I'm going to go to this show and that show, and then I'll, I'll try and get my clients to be in the same ones. So I'm like, right, that month, X, Y, and Z, they're doing that. The next month, okay, we've got a different three, or that one person plus another three newbies or, or whatever it is, because clients invest so much time in their journey and as a coach being there and seeing them step on stage, seeing them get that, get being there as they, they get handed a trophy um, 
is it just oh, it's hard to describe hard to put into words or even just like getting the getting the whatsapp come through of them holding a trophy uh, seeing it on a live stream or whatever it's it's absolutely epic and yeah I will continue to go to shows uh, even as I get a little bit older and the family grows um, because the athletes deserve it and, and I get a bit of a buzz from it and that's the thing if you are thinking about competing you, you're really now going in 2023 you're not going to start prep now and, and do a show in September, October um, unless you are someone that's incredibly lean at the moment so if you are thinking about competing don't hold off on hiring a coach uh, I've turned away people before that have came to me in like January saying hey I want to do the show in April and I'm like you're, you're, you've got way too much to pull off when getting getting to know your coach early getting to learn the posing early maybe doing a little bit of a recomp now putting you in a better position for starting dieting in December for your shows in April or May or whenever they are would be hugely advantageous because you're going to be a step ahead of the ball game like first timers if that's you is probably the biggest market now and, and some producing some of the biggest shows numbers wise in the whole of the UK you know and it's no secret that that's PCA that's not me having a um that's not me saying PC is the best fed out there. It's one of the top, I would I would say, but I just think that they they've they've really um, honed in on this niche of first timers. And the shows I've been at with first timers have been the busiest shows. They are busier than any finals, and it's it's fucking amazing for bodybuilding. So if they're going to be the busiest shows of the year, and you're going to do one, um, or a first timers category in a different fed, such as FitX or um, wherever it is, then you want to be preparing now. Because there'll be someone out there you're competing against that's not. So be one step ahead of the game, one step ahead of the curve. And if I could say to, you know, back from the early days of working with people, if I'd had more time with them, I know we could even even got more results. Um, so the ones I have now that are competing this year have been with me for a while. Um, some of them, this is, you know, they started in 2020. Uh, and we said, hey, we'll compete in 2022. And we're here. You know, we're four, four days away. From, from that first one um, and then another two or three competing in the next sort of three, four weeks, uh, which is going to be amazing. Um, so yeah, listen, I'm rambling on a bit now. If you're at FitX this Saturday in Telford, please come and say hi um, and let's have a little bit of a chat. Same goes if you're at Hayward, you could FB on the Sunday. Come and say ho- uh, hello. It's going to be a long, long day. Let's have a chat. But if not, guys, hope you're well and that wherever you are, whatever you do, Give it the beans.